LIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, The Walking Dead review, episode 127. Today's episode is The Walking Dead 902, The Bridge. Uh, the Bridge. It's just called The Bridge. And by the name of the title, I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking exciting. I can't fucking wait for this. And let me just say this right off the bat. It's about building a goddamn bridge. It's about building the bridge. And how exciting does that sound? And I will say, one of my favorite episodes in seasons. And I'll explain why in, in great detail. As if you're, if you're aware of this show, if you listen to the show before, you know how that works. So let's just get into it. I do want to thank the, the recap team as the previously on Walking Dead, which they're doing now, which is strange. Like, previously on Lost. Like, it's fucking weird. I don't, I don't remember them having a previously guy before. Maybe they did. I just didn't pay attention. What they do. And uh, thank God, because I forgot that they hung Gregory. Gregory's hung. And hung for days, let me tell you. That cat can swing. I'm going to do all, like, 50s lingo. But I, for, I kind of forgot they hung Gregory in 901, because that was back in, what, December 5th that I watched and reviewed that episode with my live commentary, my one and only live commentary episode. I will never do that again. I apologize. It was awful. It didn't work. And I was bored doing it. And I so fucking apologize if you had to listen to that shit. I really do, because it was bad. And it was an experiment, and I didn't, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do the show anymore. And I didn't know if I wanted to, I didn't want to do two separate things where I, like I did today, where I watched the bridge and then I'm going to review it now. That takes up too much time, and I wasn't willing to do that. So I apologize. And then I reviewed uh, some comic books after that. And then I reviewed The Walking Deceased, which I actually enjoyed. And one of the directors of it, the, one of the Ogletree brothers, got a hold of me and he said he'll do uh, B Movie Battle for me. So we might do that. I haven't gotten back to him yet. We might do that, though, uh, for B-Movie Battle when I get to that review. So that means I haven't done Cowboy Zombies yet, which I said I might do next. So I'm doing this in lieu of that. Uh, I'll get around to that movie eventually whenever I watch it for B-Movie Battle. Maybe I'll watch it with one of the Ogletrees or both the Ogletree brothers. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I'm going to have to make my pilgrimage out to Los Angeles. I don't know. I live in Phoenix. It's like five or six hours away. i got to figure out when I can do that. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But the point is, I watched the bridge today, and thank you to the recap team there at the beginning. Uh, at the beginning of this one, though, after the recap, it, it's Rick talking to someone about building a new beginning. And they keep saying the words new beginning in this. I'm like, bitch, the last episode was called a new beginning. Why don't you say that a thousand times in that episode? And I, I'll be honest, I don't remember what happens in episode one. Uh, is that when they hung Gregory? What the fuck else happened there? I don't remember anything from it. So when I started this, I was like, oh, God, here we go. Normally, if it's been a while, I go back and listen to at least my recap of the last episode. Since I knew that was the live commentary episode, I said, fuck that. I said, fuck it to my own show. That's a bad sign. Again, I apologize for the commentary episode. It will never happen again. It's fun when we do it on Twilight Zone, but, but because I've seen Twilight Zone episodes a thousand times each, and so is Frank, we both know what the episode is, so I'm not sitting there watching it for the first time in silence listening to it. We watch it on silent when we talk about it. It's a whole different ballgame. This was a very different experiment that fucking failed miserably. Anyway, yes, he's talking to someone. And if you read, read the comic, you know it's going to be Negan. You know that, but I don't even think it's supposed to be a surprise or anything like that. But either way. But then we get into the intro, and I kind of forgot since it was only last episode. There's a new intro, and it's all like trippy American Horror Story, American Horror Story style artwork where it's like, zombies and it's going through them and you see skulls and stuff like that it's like i don't know what the fuck they're doing with it i don't I, I like it don't get me wrong it's got way more going on in the previous episodes or the previous seasons where it's just the walking dead 
here's some woods, here's some worms. Ooh, spooky, spooky. It's like someone's house that kind of got converted into a haunted house where you're like, oh, this is fucking lame. These these skin grapes over the eyeballs. Ooh, that's what it felt like. This was actually feels like a legitimate opening for a big budget fucking show, which is what this is, is and what it pretends to be. So it's nice to see a little bit, bit of production value into it. I forget the name of that new executive producer, but she took over this year. And thank fucking Christ, because I think she might be the reason why this season so far that I've seen isn't bad. It's not terrible. They're focusing on the characters. I feel like she listens to this show and she went, People want to hear about our, our amazing characters that they already love from the comic. Let's give them that. Because this episode, the reason I loved it is because they focus on the actual characters. You actually care. that You see them talking to each other. Nothing really happens in this episode of Substance, but it's fascinating to sit there with these characters and watch them in this life, in this world, instead of just like doing bullshit out in the woods, which is fine every once in a while, but not when it's your entire show and, and then nothing with the characters in between. So maybe... I, again, I apologize. I forget her name. Uh, I'm very sorry. I just looked it up before this, and I forgot already. But point is, she's uh, she's on the show. Uh, Angela Kang. Thank you. I, I've talked about her during my 900 episode when, when I did my uh, uh, behind the scenes or whatever the hell it's called. Like, uh, what the fuck that weird episode was that they did on AMC where uh, <laughs> Chris Harbick wasn't there. But uh, so I, I wasn't sure about her. I, I thought she, she's been there for a while, but now she's an executive producer. So she's like running it pretty much. So I'm very excited to see what she has up her sleeve because so far so good. I'll say that. I like this episode a lot. The next episode, I, I've seen this one and 903 warning signs. Warning signs, not as good, but pretty good. Way better than the previous seasons. Holy shit, way better. It's interesting. There's some interesting, interesting shit happening right now. Um, apparently, Gabriel and Carol are fucking banging grays. I wasn't aware of that. Not Gabriel. Uh, Ezekiel and Carol are banging grays. I was not aware they were a couple. I, again, I have zero memory of previous episodes and how they all worked. But apparently, they're fucking now. I wasn't aware. And she kind of seems like she doesn't want to tell anybody. Ezekiel seems like he wants to tell everybody. Shout it from the rooftops because that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of guy he is. He's a theater major. He wants to fucking just shout that shit from the rooftops. And she's like, hey, "Who wants to tell anybody?" She's not hiding it like we're not together, but she's also like, "I just want to have a low key thing." Uh, my previous husband beat the shit out of me. I don't want to deal with this. Let's just not admit it. Um, the next scene was Rosita, and I was like, "Rosita's still alive." And the bitch is wearing yoga pants. I'm like, it's weird to see yoga pants in this world, but whatever. Okay, I'll deal with it. Enid has since become a nurse. She's working with Sadiq, and she takes over his practice because he goes back to Hilltop or some shit. I don't know where they are anymore. I can't keep track of where they are located. And they don't really go through a whole lot of effort to tell you where they are. And honestly, it doesn't matter. They're all somewhere, and they got to get somewhere else sometimes. And I just kind of accept it at this point. It's, it's no big deal. Enid is left alone to run... To, to be the only doctor there, though, which comes into play later. Uh, Michonne and Maggie are... Michonne is up at the hilltop visiting to talk... Up and delivering something. And then she's talking to Maggie about uh, how they just hung Gregory, because he's so fucking hung. And they have Earl in, imprisoned. And I'm like, who the shit is Earl? I completely forgot about this. And I was like, is my name Earl? No, my name is not Earl. I'm not that terrible show. Who the fuck is Earl? I'd have no idea. And then it turns out, uh, I remember later when they started telling the backstory of what happened in the previous episode. And I was like, oh yeah, good thing they did that because I completely fucking forgot. Again, it was December when I watched 901. Finally getting around to finishing up the season. I finally sat down, had a week off, committed, 
finished off American Horror Story Season 8, whatever the hell it is, finishing off Westworld Season 2, and finally finishing up Walking Dead Season 9. Eventually, I'll get to Fear the Walking Dead Season 4. I don't know when. Uh, stay tuned. I don't know. Uh, since my least favorite character went over to that show, I'm very unenthused to get to it, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm not hiding that at all. And I just don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get around to it. I really don't. I feel like that was one of uh, what's her uh, Kang's uh, ultimatums. She's like, "I'll come aboard as an executive producer, but you're getting rid of that fucking guy, and they and fucking guy they got rid of, and put him on the other show. And she just killed him on a rock. Again, love Lenny Jacobs. Nothing against him or Lenny James, Lenny Jacobs. I forget his name, but yeah, he's on the other show and blah blah blah. So uh, Daryl, a lot of this episode is Daryl getting a fight with a savior. And because he, the savior tries to get some water from the little son of a bitch kid, and then the little son of a bitch kid is like, "Hey, you can't have any more water." And then the savior guy steals the water and drinks it and shoves the kid down. And then Daryl runs over and fights him. And then Aaron just sits there and watches. I'm like, huh? And I expected Aaron to get in there eventually, but no, just sits there and watches the entire fight. And then it cuts, and then <laughs> we see uh, Jesus arguing outside. We hear. Jesus arguing outside with someone, and it, and it ends up being Tammy, which is Brett Butler, and I was like, oh man, she's a terrible actress. I didn't realize how bad Brett Butler was. She's not convincing at all in this scene. I liked Brett Butler when I was growing up. I think she is a good actress, but she couldn't do this dialogue. I don't know why. She was doing it like almost, she seems like she's doing too much of a character, and she can't quite get there. Which I don't ever blame on the actors. I always blame on the director. But the director did a good job with the rest of the episode. So I, I really don't have any explanation. Because everything she said was like so... I couldn't. I didn't believe a word of it. It was weird. It's weird to watch a show this good and be like, oh, the acting. It's, so, it's, it's rare. It wasn't since Enid's first, first season where I was like, oh. But Enid has gotten really good since then. So kudos to Enid. Brett Butler, you're in your 60s. What is your excuse? It, it's oh, She's like... I want to see my husband. You got to let me. I'm like, oh my God, stop doing a character. It's not working. Apparently she's Earl's wife. I, w I remembered it after she said my husband's name is Earl. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Then she wants to go visit him in the, in the cell. So we got a whole little rift there between Tammy, Earl, and then uh, Michonne and kind of Jesus and kind of, uh, or completely with Maggie. She's, she has to weigh this or not. There's some shit that happens later that I'll get into, but um, Gabriel and Jadis are sitting at a table, and she's drawing some lady for him, I guess. He's blind in one eye. His one eye's all milky gross. It looks like a fucking Cadbury egg opened up and put into his eye socket. It's fucking disgusting. I don't know what the hell's going on in that thing. I remember when he got blinded, but just the one eye, I guess. Okay. His other eye seems fine. They sit there, and they talk about being trusted, and Gabriel's like, it took me a long time to get trusted, and Jadis is like, they have a reason not to trust me, but they should trust me. I'm like, Two conflicting ideals, but okay. okay. Um, and it, it becomes very apparent as she starts to grab his hand and caress it that Jadis is into some Father Gabriel. She wants to get that Holy Spirit up inside her. She wants to... We, we, we've seen some some banging banging grays earlier. Now we're going to see some, uh, some JC banging. The Father Gabriel, the FG, if you will. Got to get up in that trash queen. Oh, good. Oh, hopefully she's taken a shower since then. She was fucking disgusting before. Remember she was all covered in guts when she's like next to that thing that was grinding people up? That was disgusting. Anyway, so uh, Tammy finally gets to see Earl, 
And then uh, they, Maggie's like eavesdropping and she's listening to them talk about like how Earl doesn't when he got crazy when he drinks and he used to drink. And now he doesn't drink. And he got crazy and got drunk after the son died. And that's why he attacked Maggie and he's all sorry. She finally walks in um, and talks to her about how her dad used to drink. And you can tell she's going to have some second thoughts about it. And then eventually, obviously, she lets him out and they kind of throw it in the background of one scene where she's going to let him out to... Uh, make amends he's gonna he's gonna make amends but labor wise he's gonna do some labor and uh, there's a whole thing about how all the saviors are uh they're doing all the labor for building this bridge i don't know what the fuck the bridge is for i think they're bridging the river i think that's what's going on i don't quite know um that's probably on me for not paying attention to the what exactly the bridge was going over because i do see it later when rick's at the bridge site and i think it was on the on the river bank so i'm assuming they're gonna bridge that river but the bridge they showed at the beginning, I think that was over land. So I don't, I don't quite know. It's it, That's on me. That's not on the show. I, I'm going to go ahead and admit that because I wasn't paying attention enough, apparently. I'm going to go back and rewind that. Uh, scratch that. I already deleted the episode. It's gone. Gone forever. Anyway, uh, let's get back to this. Let's get back to the show instead of my insane rant about how I didn't watch the show earlier. Rosita and the Savior, um, they blow something up, uh, something out in the field. And that attracts the zombies. I wasn't sure if that was like an accident or if that was on purpose. Later on, I found out it was on purpose. It was get it, get the hordes to distract and walk in that direction. That becomes a thing later on. Uh, Rick is working on some sort of dam, like I said earlier, a bridge across the water. And then he's down there on the riverbank. And I was really confused because they're building this bridge. And you see the guys in the background, or at least I did. And they're all using like fucking like Amish tools and like handmade tools. And I'm like... The fuck for? I, I understand silent, but they it looks like they're handmade. But you can go. You have the world is your oyster at this point. Go into any Ace Hardware, abandoned Lowe's, Home Depot, fucking Menards, wherever the fuck you got to go. There are so many tools for the taking. Like new tools that are durable will last fucking forever. And you don't have to make your own tools. And you can have... All of the tools. I don't get why they haven't done that, why they're making their own tools. It seems like a complete waste of time. Because they talk about how they have blacksmiths and shit, which I get you, you'd be great to have to fix things or create things that you can't already have. But there are so many tool stores around. You're surrounded by them. Just think about how many are around your house. They're, nobody's working at them. And they haven't been ambushed yet. Because who's going for fucking tools first? All that's going to be left are, are tool stores and shit like that. Go fucking take some tools. Go to houses and take some goddamn tools. There are billions of tools in their area. And there's something why they're making their own. Anyway, uh, they're, they're supposed to come up with a second siren there to distract people so that uh, Daryl and Aaron, they can uh, finish pulling logs up on a some sort of stack. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I assume they're getting lumber to take down so they can keep building the bridge, but I don't, I don't know. But then the, the second siren didn't go off, so all the... The, the horde goes in their direction. They get attacked. The two saviors that are on top pulling up the, the, the log that they're pulling up. Aaron's below it pushing from the bottom. Uh, they, they see the zombies. They run off. And Aaron gets crushed below one of them. And then uh, uh, Daryl and another one of the other saviors pulls the log off him. They do their best. And you see his fucking arm and his goddamn disgusting. And I'm like, why does Aaron keep getting the shit end of the stick all the fucking time? I just want to love the man. I love Ross Marquand. I just want to help the guy. He's been through so much heartache. And like, keeps getting shit on. And like, 
Maybe I don't blame him for not helping Daryl earlier during the fight, even though Daryl comes to his, his aid here. But his arm is completely fucked up. He gets carried off by Daryl. Out of nowhere, Rick, Rick shows up and then, uh, saves everybody, kills all the zombies. Um, like his fucking arm. Good God. And then they go... <laughs> this is when the Edie thing comes, comes into play because they take, they take uh, uh, Aaron. I just said his name a thousand times. They take him back uh, to Enid. And then she immediately starts jumping into, we have to amputate his arm. Like, we have to amputate, we have to amputate. There's no, there's no saving this arm. And I'm like, oh, okay, come on, just fix it up. And I was like, oh, she's doing this because she's inexperienced. And then, then, they, then I saw the arm. When she goes to cut it off, she hasn't done anything to it yet. But they show it when she goes to cut it off. I go, oh, God, yeah, that arm needs to be amputated. Good Christ, it is completely fucking gone. <laughs> like, it is, there's nothing below the... Like at his elbow, it's just like disgusting. And I was like, okay, maybe she's right. She's probably right here. I thought they were setting up that she's inexperienced and doesn't know what she's doing. She's gonna take a guy's arm for no reason, but that is totally not what happens. Because what I saw was just like gore and see-through arm. Like you can see through the fucking thing, which is disgusting. And I was like, okay, she's got the right idea. She's got the right call. She can totally handle this this practice here. She's she's good to go. Uh, yeah, go ahead and take his arm. I don't blame you. That's 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 horrible. I can see the bed bedding below it through the. Through the middle of the arm. That's not how it's supposed to work. Your arm should be a little more solid than that. Ooh, barf. No, thank you. She cuts the fucking thing off, though. <laughs> and then uh, Rick uh, gets in a fight. Uh, well, first, uh, they already showed that uh, Daryl gets in a fight with, uh, I think his name is Justin, right? Justin is the savior who fucked up, and he got in a fight with earlier. He's the one that fucked up and didn't set the siren off to alert him. So he, the, the reason that Aaron's arm got fucking removed. And so he, they get in a fight. Uh, Rick breaks it up. Rick gets in a fight with the, the savior, like a verbal altercation. I'll, call, I'll say it that be PC about it. He, he's like, you know, I keep giving you a chance. I used to be a cop. I used to see guys like these. You blame everything everybody else. So you know what? When you get the fuck out of here, get the fuck out of here, you piece of fucking shit. I wish they said, I wish they talked like that. This show has no balls as far as language goes. It's on AMC. So was... So, so, so many shows on AMC don't give a shit what they say, but this show is trying to walk some sort of weird line where they will show the most disgusting shit like Aaron's arm or like heads getting caved in or people's limbs getting removed, gunshot wounds to the face and throat and gore, but they won't say the word fuck, which I don't understand and I never goddamn will. What's going to hurt you more? What's going to fuck you up more in the long run? Hearing a word? Which, after the first three times, after you go, oh, naughty, naughty, you just don't even hear it anymore. Or seeing a guy's eye get ripped out of his goddamn socket. What's going to fuck you up a little more than that? What's gonna, what do you th- which one do you think is going to fuck you up long term? Or fuck up a kid that's watching it? If you're... If you're it's, it really fucking drives me nuts. Because if, you, if your priorities are that askew that you think swear words going to fuck up your child that's watching this show with you more than the, than, the, than the zombie's head exploding or like a human being's arm getting ripped off, you got some fucked up, pro, you, you got some fucked up priorities there. I don't, I don't know how to help you, bro. Your, your kid's going to be a lost failure. Go ahead and enjoy that shit while it lasts before he's in prison. Good fucking luck. Point is, 
just just swear. Just get it over with. Have an after dark Walking Dead where you can show all the violence you want during the day. And then at nighttime, we get to hear the cursey words. We get to hear those little swear words, the ones that Jesus doesn't want us to hear. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't fucking understand. Because it's not a show for fucking kids. What the fuck are we doing here? It's on AMC. We can goddamn swear on the series, on the, on the network. What the fuck are we doing? They swear like goddamn crazy on American Horror Story. I know that's FX, but still, it's the same fucking cable platform. What's the difference? Breaking Bad had some fuck words in it. I don't, I, and they had some titties in the first episode. So what the fuck are we doing? What do we make? What kind of weird rules is AMC making up? I'll never understand it. It doesn't, it doesn't apply to any logic. Are they trying to get teenagers in there? If so, gore is, is way worse than, than swearing. I'm sorry. I, I, I will never understand how Americans view violence versus sex and, and language. I don't fucking get it. It will never make any sense to me. And I didn't see this episode turning into a rant about the censorship of AMC. I don't get it. It's not, it's not even censor, it's self-censorship, which is just bizarre because of some sort of algorithm where they determine that the sponsors will have it. We'll, we'll throw in our, our commercials during the, the severe violence, but we'll, oh, don't say the, the S word or the F word or God forbid the C word. I don't understand why that is or how that could possibly make any sense. I don't get it, and I never will, and and I never will, and that's the frustrating thing about this whole fucking thing, but point is, let's move on. <sighs> uh, we get to see uh, Rick, uh, Rick kicked out the guy, Justin, like I said, and then Aaron, he goes into the bedroom, uh, the, the bedside, and Aaron thanks Rick for making him a new world, making everybody a new world, because he's like, when, I, when this whole thing happened, I assumed the real world was over, but you made a whole new world, made it all worthwhile. I'm like, stop saying a new world, that was the name of the last episode, stop it. Ah, you had so many chances in the last episode to say it, and you didn't. Uh, Gabriel finally gets his balls in, in together and kisses Jadis, and and she just goes right for the belt. They're they're doing like an overnight. They're doing the uh, they're scouting. You know, they're they're doing watch out. out watch. They're watching everybody when they're sleeping. Now that sounds creepy. They're watching outside for people walking up to them. What do I want to call that? Why can't I think of that phrase or that word? They're they're outlooks. They're overnight watchmen. What the fuck is wrong with me? They're security guards for the overnight. Uh, there's a word. It's somewhere. Good luck with that. I, I got so caught up in that weird AMC censorship thing that I, my brain is just rotted away like a fucking zombie. Anyway, they're sitting outside, and he's like, I'm supposed to be on watch. And then she's like, you can be on watch. And she goes for the fucking belt. I'm like, God damn, Jade is dirty. She's dirty. Girl, she's dirty. She just goes for the belt. Didn't even, like, try to have any foreplay. She just goes for, is she going for a blowjob? That's fucking bizarre. That's, I mean, that's quick. But whatever. So uh, they start fucking around, I guess. And then Negan, uh, we finally see Negan. He's tell, talking to Rick, which, surprise, surprise, that's who he's talking to in the beginning. And then he's like, Rick, you think you built this place? You think you started a whole new world? I'm like, stop doing that. And then you think you started this whole new world? Well, guess what? When it all comes down and all goes to shit, I'll be here watching, laughing. <laughs> he doesn't, I don't know what he says, but something like that. And, and I think in the comic, kind of similar. He's a little more on Rick's side than he is than Negan is in this show, but similar enough. I'm fine with it. It was fun. Nice to see Negan because we don't see him in the next episode. So I'm sure I'm, I'm assuming we're going to see him more and more toward the middle end of the season somewhere in there. Uh, we cut back outside after I don't know after the blowjob session, whatever the fuck they did after the oral exchange. Jadis looks up and she sees a helicopter fly over, which I comp I actually completely forgot about that she sees. Some helicopter, she's looking for a helicopter. That's when she gets in that fight with Negan. 
when he she ties him up to the, the wheelie things and he burns the pictures of her family or some shit and she she threatens to burn Lucille. But there's a helicopter. It's back. She looks up and then uh we cut to Justin leaving camp and he's walking around the woods and he's like, Hey, where'd you go? I thought oh! and someone attacks him. We don't see who it is. I'm like, Ooh, who is it? I can't wait to find out. And luckily we do in the next episode, but we'll get there. That was the exciting ending of that. I don't. Every time they get a, a nice twist, it, it gets solved too quickly, I think. But because they solve it in the next episode and it wasn't a satisfying ending. But I'm not complaining. Again, um, I, I know I complained a lot about stuff, but none of it was really about the episode, if you noticed. It was all about AMC as a, as a whole. I don't understand the way they do the things they do, but whatever. I do like this episode. They focus on the characters. I felt them connecting. I felt them having conversations that weren't complete fucking bullshit all the time. They're talking about the... It continues in the next episode where they're, they're talking about the ramifications of the world they're creating and if it's worthwhile or the way they need to do things, if, it's, if that's better long run or short term or what they need to do to fix and move on from there. And it was fascinating. I will say this. This is the Walking Dead I prefer. I think most people are like, I want to see zombies. Uh, but no, it has a 7.7 on IMDb. It, it, that, that says a lot for me, I guess. 7.7 uh, is not great for a TV show episode. Usually they're higher. But 7.7 is pretty fucking good. And this is how I prefer Walking Dead. Uh, so I think, personally, I think uh, Kang, I'm going to go ahead and give her all credit for this. I really am. Uh, the director... Um, she's a female. I forget her name. Daisy Von Schlerler Mayer. Sure, Schurler. Yeah, Daisy Von Schurler Mayer. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but she did a good job. I, I don't know if she's directed any more episodes before this. She might have. I don't know. I don't keep track of the directors. I, I know I always like the Greg Nicotola episodes. I think he's moved on to a different show though. But. I appreciate this episode. Thank you. It's been a while since I've had an episode where I'm like, yeah, here we go. And I wasn't, I don't sit there and go, what's going to happen? I like sitting, oh, sorry, I'm all over the place. I like, I like watching them, how they're dealing with their lives in the places that they're at. And I feel like too many of the episodes and big sections of seasons are about these outside forces and how are they going to fight them? And I'm more like, how are they going to survive in this world working together, living together when they have all these different factions? How is that going to work? And they finally gave us this episode and the next episode where we really delve into that. And it's nice. I, for once, for once in a long time, I'll say, I have, I don't want to change anything in this episode. I don't, I'm not trying to write their show. I just want to care about your characters. And this was a step in the right direction. So kudos, kudos to the director, kudos to Kang, Daisy Kang. You guys are killing it. I hope they work together again to do something like this because it worked for me. And that's weird for me to say. Especially when I came back to the show after so long after taking it off. Both my podcast and the actual Walking Dead. So I was like, oh, what? what?" Halfway through, I was like, I really like this episode. What's going on? Oh, that's why. They're keeping it minimal. And I just know the whispers are going to show up because it is the main poster for IMDb. And this is why I kind of wish I would have watched it in lifetime. So I would have been surprised by that. But uh, the whispers show up at some point, I'm guessing, because there was a whisper on the fucking poster on IMDb. So I just know they're going to do that. It's going to get back to being dealing with outside forces and how they're going to deal with that. And I know it's my time's coming to an end, but I'm going to enjoy my episodes while I have them until it becomes just an outside faction, outside forces trying to invade our characters. 
in which case it just becomes what the show normally is, which is what I don't care for. Honestly, I like your, I like the characters. Let me live with them. Let me see how they run their lives in this world that is fucked up. I don't care. I get it. Every once in a while, they have enemies, but they make it a, the whole season about that, and it just I just don't care after a while. I just don't care. Especially for Rick's last season. I keep forgetting. It's Rick's last season. He's going to get killed by Alpha, probably. I, I, I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Nobody has spoiled this show for me because nobody watches it anymore <laughs> that I know on Facebook. I think that's why they brought in this lady. Uh, uh, not to, I don't say this lady, meaning that dismissive. I think that's why they brought in someone else to go, we need help, please. <laughs> She's like, okay, well, let's actually care about the characters for once. And, oh, thank God. I hope, I hope that was her decision. I hope she continues with it. <laughs> if, if it's not her choice, I'm giving her all the credit. If you're listening to this and you're part of that, kudos to you. I'm sorry. Write me, liwstudios.com, loitingwonderland at gmail.com. Let me know it was you. I'll, I'll give you a shout-out. I won't, I won't say that you ratted anything out or anything. I'm not going to be a fucking narc. But I will do it subtly. Um, the other thing I want to say is, yeah, uh, patreon.com slash loitingwonderlandstudios. Loitingwonderlandstudios. Loitingwonderland on uh, YouTube. Thank you to Indie Sports Car Podcast. Until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.